good morning or afternoon or evening or night or wherever you are. Welcome or welcome back to the Loud in the Fog podcast universe. It's like the Marvel universe, but there's fewer characters and not as much content. This episode is not a shoot the shit episode. I know it's been a while since we deviated from the form. All the more reason you guys deserve something new and fresh. This episode is like a spring day in the middle of autumn. I don't even know what that means. Is that a good thing? You decide, I guess. This instead is the fourth installment of the Ignoramus series. Yay! Learning! It's morning, my voice is breaking. Morning for me, maybe not for you, okay? Anyway, dig in. Stay on the edge of your seat, because you are about to enter the untamed, magical world of knitting. <laughs> Please keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Here we go. We're going on an adventure! Okay, hi. Welcome to the Ignoramus Podcast. I'm here with Tina... Uh, Tina is my friend, and she's also a master knitter. Would you say you're a master knitter? Yes. Yeah? Like, yes. you are, like, mastery level? I am so masterful that I, I I look at the expertise level on patterns, and I go, ha 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 ha. <laughs> I pity you, expertise level. <laughs> Actually, I don't really pay attention to the expertise levels. I just do it. So, so how do you know how, how good you are? Well, because I... Because I do the ones... Well, I don't pay attention when I pick them out, but then I look at it and I go, oh, this was expert level. This was a really hard this pattern. This was a hard one, and but I did, I did it, anyway. it. Okay, exactly. fair enough. So would you say you have passed apprenticeship and journeyman and you, you're you now an expert? or Expert or master? Two different levels. I'm going to say expert because there are still times when I have to look at YouTube and gotcha. go how the heck do I do this what is this talking about and like refresh myself so YouTube is better at knitting than you are yes okay should I have them on the show instead or I think that'd be a little hard yeah just get the YouTube community <laughs> you, YouTube all in my office <laughs> that makes so much sense they'll fit definitely um okay well let's you know let's get into it I'm going to turn the gain down here just a little Oh, little, we're too loud. We're a little too loud. We're I loud. We're, I think we're fuzzing people's ears. This is a loud pod. Yeah, that's there. I'm. We're, it's that. two Italians. So we're gonna be loud. <laughs> um, okay, we're talking about knitting. Yeah. Clearly, obviously. What I know, I know nothing, and and Perfect. assume that I know nothing because I really do know nothing. I'm an ignoramus. That's why it's called that. I thought you knew everything. I you, I know I'm everything so about in you. nothing. Does that make any sense? It's very philosophical. Mm, you sound like Jacques Clouseau from yeah, the Pink Panther. The, he he was a diver, though, right? Jacques? Jacques? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Forget it. Peter Sellers. Peter Panther. Gotcha. See, I Peter Panther, Pink Panther. I <laughs> Peter Panther. Peter <laughs> Sellers, Pink Panther. That's the, that's the sequel to <laughs> Peter Pan. That's not Hook. Peter, Peter Pan imagines a world where he is suddenly in the jungle and also a jungle cat. Um, yes. Okay, so I know nothing about knitting. Perfect. Uh, what is it? It is you, two sticks with yarn, and you loop them, and you make magical creations. You loop the sticks? You loop the yarn using the sticks. Interesting. So... Yes. I can just go outside and grab a couple of sticks, like, off of the ground, and and I can use those to loop yarn. In theory, you could. Fair enough. Do you use sticks from nature, or do you use specially manufactured? I should use sticks from nature. No, <laughs> All I All natural knitting. I tend to go to Michael's, the crafting store. This episode is brought to you by... Just kidding. Um, no, do you I'll... know Michael, personally? Yes. Okay. It's a cousin of mine. So it's like a discount. You get a friends and family mm -hmm. discount. Yeah. Actually, I use coupons like every time I go in there. That's fair. There's always coupons. You I just got to go to their website. I know nothing about always Michaels. Always coupons. And I'll have to do that on another episode or something. But every time I look in my email, there's a coupon from Michaels. Yep. Yeah. I get those. Uh, so yeah, so. I go and I buy... So what I do usually, I will... 
I already have various sized and shaped knitting needles in my possession, but if I have a particular project in mind, I will go online and um, usually to Red Heart is a is a brand of yarn. I'll usually go to their website. They have I'm a lot. I'm going to get back to this yarn thing because I don't know what yarn is. Oh we'll dear. Talk about it, but... Okay, we'll get there. But Red Heart is a brand of yarn, and they have a lot of free knitting patterns on their website. So I'll like look through, find something I want to do, and then they have instructions like you need this type of yarn and these size needles and blah 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 blah. And so you can't you can't necessarily just use sticks from nature because there's different you need sizes you need to know of... what size sticks to pick up in nature. Great. Yeah. So so you, buying pre-manufactured needles. Need, knitting needles, you know, makes it easier than just picking up sticks willy nilly. What is the difference between say a knitting needle and like a, a needle that I might get injected into my arm when I'm mm. at the doctor? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, knitting needles are not hollow on the inside. Okay. So you don't put things into them. Okay. Um, think of more like a sewing needle. That's pretty small. Right. But I mean, so. I'm saying like, as opposed to like a surgical, like medical needle. Uh-huh. It's more in the family of like crafting needles. Um, but they are pointed on one or two ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are, you know, various thicknesses and So, and so there lengths. are plenty of... What what would you say, like, how many... This, this, this question doesn't make <laughs> sense on a podcast. So I was going to say, like, show me with your fingers how, yeah. how like, long or how, how wide a knitting needle might be. But they're not going to be able to see that. No, but I can tell you numbers. Oh, okay. Um, because I have random facts in because my Because you're a master. I am, apparently. It's funny the things that you realize you know when people ask you questions about yeah. it. Yeah, isn't it, that's that's why the show is so cool. Not yeah. so other people can learn about these things, but so, so you I can, can realize learn about myself. how much you actually know about wow. these things. So one of I'd say the two most common sizes of knitting needles that I use. Um, they're like I don't know, like I think they're just kind of like willy nilly given numbers. <laughs> they just. That's a 10. But, but, uh, this oh, one's going to be a two and a half. So it's like a size 8 and size 13 are two of the most common size that needles that I use. that doesn't have to do with like the millimeters or... It, well, so size 8 I think are... Is it fat? What is it? Shoot. I know these things. There's like... Oh no, size... Yes, yeah, size 8 is 5 millimeters. So I don't know like why the numbers that, they. I think it's that like makes perfect sense. It's it's like and shoes. then and then like size thirteen. It's like size is eight in a Europe, larger right. But we're using the five here. Yeah, it's yeah. a weird. Um, yeah. So I yeah I think size eight is five. If I'm wrong, someone's gonna you know send you nasty. One of our emails. twenty listeners will will send me an email. Be like, They're your like, expert no! doesn't know anything about yeah. knitting. <laughs> bring me on the show instead. But I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure size eight is five millimeters. Um, and, and, oh, and so you can get knitting needles that are pointed on one end and have like a nub on the... A nub? That sounds special. Well, you know what? Like, like a, I don't know how else to describe it. It's like a little ball on the other end so that the loops don't fall off one side. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? No. No, because you know nothing. (laughs) Um, but it's, it's... Think of a pencil, how it's point like like a like a normal mm. if it's pointed on one end I'm thinking and there's pencil. an eraser on the other end. Yes. And there's a number two. So is yes. there a number two knitting needle? Yeah, there is. Oh interesting. Mm-hmm. Are you sure that's not a pencil? You're just using a pencil to knit? Um yeah, I think you would actually say size two. I have used pencils to knit though. Um Did did you get a lot of pencil lead on your knitting? No. I did not. Asked and answered. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, so you can you can get the kind with a nub, and those come in different lengths. Um, I have a size eight that's about the length of a number two pencil. Okay. Um, there you go. There's a visual that we can. There's work a with. visual. Now people know. And then I have a another set of knitting needles that's like twice that long. Wow. You know. Um, so it's like extra long chopsticks. 
Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Really long. And that's... Is there a benefit to having a larger knitting needle? Um, you mean like longer or... Well, yeah, longer. Well, I guess either. So, longer... If you're knitting something that's really wide, then you're going to want a longer knitting needle to hold all of the loops. I see. Okay. Um, and and the thickness of the knitting needle really just dictates how large the loops are that you're going to make. Uh-huh. And we'll come back to this, but that corresponds to the type of yarn that you use. Gotcha. Um, but we're still on needles right now. Okay. It's your show now. You you decide where we're going to go. I've decided. Because now you've got me going. Uh- <laughs> Did you want to ask me questions <laughs> since you've taken, you've taken, you've turned the table. It's now, it's all you. No. <laughs> but so there's like the different, there's one of the nubs. There's also knitting needles that, um, they're called circular or, or. Cable needles. I'm pretty sure that's just a ring. No, it's a metal ring. There is. Well, there is that. Um, but there is no cable okay. needles. <laughs> no, they're like circles with little things. And never mind. <laughs> that's just, it's too much. We're getting into advanced knitting. We're now. getting into we'll, advanced. We'll get to that on another. So that's on one of the easier episode. things you can do. But anyway, um, the cable needles is like you have your two needles, but there's a cable connecting them. Okay. Um, and then there's and I like to use those more than I like to use the two separate ones. Is it because you tend to lose one of the needles and the cable keeps them together? No, I'm really good at keeping track of my needles. It's because when I'm knitting something, if the needles are two separate guys, then like as you knit, all of the loops go onto one. And sometimes that gets really heavy Hmm. depending on what you're doing. And then you're like, ah, like off leaning over hunched. Like that, and but when but it's when it's a cable, you end up with like the one strong arm and the one weak arm, which looks awkward when you're out in public. Exactly. Yeah. And so with the cable, as you're knitting, it like goes to one side, but it continues to like it supports its own weight. It I think it's easier to handle that. Okay. Um, there are also double pointed needles, in which case you usually use those are also about the size of a pencil, I think. So those are for the masochist, I'm assuming, who wants to stab themselves while they're knitting. Those are for people who want to knit small things in the round, like socks, or sock monkeys, or hats, which I do. Or gloves. Is a sock monkey, if you're knitting it from scratch, is it really a sock monkey? Because you, did you knit a sock first? No. You just knitted a monkey. But it's, it's the look of it. It ends up looking like... One of the original sock monkeys that you would have made from socks. All right. I'll let it slide for now, but we may come back to that. Okay. I've, I've got some words for sock monkeys. All right. I have no words for... Uh, I'm speechless when it comes to sock monkeys. I wonder if you could have words for sock monkeys, like in other languages. Maybe they... Maybe the sock monkeys have other languages. I will bring a sock monkey expert on the show. Great. And we'll find this out some other time. I have made at least seven sock monkeys. That's many... So you have an, a small army of sock monkeys. Well, they're not all mine. Well... What's, what? I give them as gifts. But how are you going to form an army without without keeping them? I will one day. Okay. Well, there's time. You've got you've got. Lots or of time. maybe I've planted a chip inside all of the little sock monkey brains, and when the time comes, I press a button and they all answer. You know that sounds like a joke, but I'm not sure. <laughs> you you might be serious. The look in your eyes tells me that maybe that's true. Let's move on to yarn. Okay, yarn. What is yarn is just string, right? Ah, uh, it's like the same, but like bigger. So like, and out of different materials. So like rope. Not quite. It's like an in between. So like cord. More similar to cord, I'd say. Okay. Um, but it can come. That yarn can also come in various sizes. Um, there are gradients of yarn. Yeah, so, and it can be made out of different materials. So you could have, like, cotton-spun yarn or acrylic. And I don't think anyone really knows what acrylic is made out of, like, plastic. Who knows? Um, yeah, or, like, polyester yarn materials. or wool yarn, mm-hmm. like that sort of thing. Um, and you can have, like, they come in different thicknesses. Um, so the the most common, again, it's, like, numbers were given to these things, and I don't know why. Sure. But the most common you is... You weren't there when they were numbering the things. Right. Where was I? 
planting chips and sock monkeys, apparently. Um, and, oh, so the most common yarn that I use, um, is number four, which is the, like, worsted Why why do you use the worst yarn? No, worst, worsted. I don't know if I say that right, actually. I I don't know either, because I... don't know. I, but there's like different. So like there are many number things I five. pretend not to know for this show, but I actually don't know <laughs> that. So I have no idea. I think it's worsted. Um, but like number five is bulky, and number six is super bulky, and then there's like different levels. So okay, like, so is three like worsteder, and no. then two is worstedist. No. Okay. Well, you know, I'm just. It was a good I'm try. Trying, okay? It was a I'm good trying. try. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And so I actually have like a little chart that I keep on my phone because that tells you like for this size yarn you want to use these size needles so that I like make sure in my brain as I'm out and about that I don't like grab a number four yarn and try to use size thirteen needles sure, because then it's gonna be like really thin ensue. and isn't isn't gonna look right. I believe that's one of the the keys that brings about the apocalypse is is when <laughs> yeah. someone uses you know size 13 needles to knit with it is size four yarn it's it's just disaster it's the worst. you know earthquakes and asteroids and volcanoes the works uh okay so uh so if i have this right mm-hmm. you're using metal sticks sometimes metal sometimes bamboo oh so they really are chopsticks so you're using chopsticks to weave together Yarn, bits of yarn. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah, pretty much. Can we call it needle weaving instead of... Needle weaving? I feel like needle weaving is like... But there is, is like, needle like, weaving. And that's not knitting? That's different no, from No, like knitting? there's like actual weaving where you go like in and out on a loom. Okay. And you use a needle to guide that thread. Okay. Like tapestry weaving. Fair enough. Yeah. Darn. I feel like... Because needle, we- needle weaving... Needle <laughs> weaving is like action knitting. You know? But I'm not sure if it could really be called weaving. Because, you know, weaving is like in and out and in and out. And that's And not... this is loops. Okay. You know? Gotcha. So you're like making like little ties. Except well, it, but I'm not th- tying knots because this, it's all one continuous piece this, of yarn. This is a perfect segue because now, now we're to the next question, which is how does one go about knitting? How? How do you do it? How? You know? Teach me the what? ways of knitting. How does she do it? Um, I... Okay, so you start out with your two needles. I'm for those of you listening, I'm giving a visual with my fingers. <laughs> I'm gonna I'll give the, the visual play by play and you just you just talk <laughs> me through it. So, so she's got two fingers up uh-huh. like bullhorns. <laughs> and well, first you have to start you make a slip knot on the yarn. The band. On the what? The band? No, on the yarn. You make a slip knot in that's, the yarn. That's a band. <laughs> okay, moving on. I don't know what you're saying to me. Um, and so that's like your starting loop, right? Is the slip knot. And you put that on one needle and then you stick the other needle through the loop. So now she's pointing at me, but I assume that she's trying to indicate a needle. (laughs) And then, and then, so like you've got this yarn because it's of course connected to a ball of yarn. You've got this, this string of yarn like flowing down from the loop. And now she with and the <laughs> other hand away from the needle she's indicating uh, a sort of river of yarn. <laughs> and, and you wrap it around your second needle. And of course she's wrapping the yarn around her finger now. And you pull it through the loop. She just pulled her finger back. And then you come forward and you stick it back on. So now, now you her have fingers two are loops. on top of each other. Now you have two loops on the first needle. I'm, I I I I was too busy I telling everyone what Focus, we were doing. Matt. I did Focus. not catch what. Okay, so just keep going with me. We have two loops on two the loops. first needle Good. and this yarn that's dangling yeah, yeah. from it. Great. So now you stick the needle through the loop, and then you wrap the yarn around it, and you pull it through. So you have this other loop over here, but then you put it onto the first needle again. So now you have three loops. You're just making more loops with great. the same yarn. So you make. A loop within each loop? Kind of. You're making like successive loops? Yes. Gotcha. So that's to get it started. Uh And then once you have as many loops as you want, it's the same basic gesture. You stick the second needle 
through the loop and wrap the yarn around it and pull it out. But instead of sticking it back on the first loop, you push off the loop that it came from. What? It's like... <laughs> like like a, a son killing its father. Jesus. Or its mother. It's got real serious. And Do then... we need to talk about this now? Is there... <laughs> And, then, and so you do that for the rest of your loops and now you have this whole new life of loops and, and the ones that they came from below them on the second needle and then you switch hands because I'm a righty. <laughs> so so you have to start lefty but then you switch to righty well, or no, the other like, way around? Like now the loops are in your your other hand uh-huh. and Unless you're ambidextrous, which I have done before when my arms got really, my fingers got really tired one time when I was knitting a blanket. So I did teach myself how to be ambidextrous knitting. Okay. But unless you can go backwards, you just switch so that you're starting with the same hand again. So like the second needle becomes the first needle. So it's like a typewriter, but instead of resetting completely, you have to type all the way back to the other side and then type back to no, the other side. Um, no, no, okay. So you have them... Um, Let's let's just say, for my own purposes, the first needle is in your left hand, and as you're knitting, all of the all of the loops go onto the needle in your right hand. Okay. So now all of the loops are on the needle in your right hand. Yes, I have the. And loops to start over here. the next row, just move it. Take that needle into your left hand, pick up the empty needle with your right hand, and begin again. Gotcha. And so I want to keep all the loops on. The same needle, or am I switching the? No, loops you're to the always other? switching to the next. Gotcha. Needle. Okay, I get it now. Yeah, I get it. Okay, um, you were saying that larger, that thicker needles will give you a a larger, larger loop. loop. It what what's the benefit? Or what's the difference? Why larger loop, smaller loop, thicker um, wool or yarn? It just depends on like the look you want. Um, what would you use larger loops for? What kind of Design. Well, if I have, so for example, I made myself a sweater one time um, that used a thicker yarn and larger needle. Does thicker yarn make for a hotter sweater? Sometimes, not necessarily, I think. Um, but this particular sweater is quite warm because I made it with acrylic yarn and it is not breathable. So... <laughs> Note to everyone, don't use plastic yarn if, if in summertime. Not That does not make summer clothing. No, it does not. Um, and I'm trying to see. So, like, if you look carefully at your cotton t-shirt, you will Everyone go put on a cotton t-shirt. So that, that we there can are tiny little this, loops that it's Put on a cotton t-shirt and come back. It's knit with, like, tiny little cotton threads. I need I need a I need a microscope. You know, so like that is like a really tight knit. Um, but if you... presumably made on a machine, because yes, can a human knit that tightly? Mm. You think that's possible? I don't think we have needles that small for humans. Only so, machines. So so the, your your cotton t-shirt, folks, that's made on a machine. A human didn't make that. Presumably, that's outsourcing. Yes. It's, it's bad for the economy or something. I don't know. I don't know. No idea. Um, and, but the sweater that I made, I got the pattern from Vogue Knitting Magazine. Oh. It's pretty cool. Classy. Very classy. Christmas gift from my friend. Um, she knows me for, so well. or she From. She gave she me. She gave you a Vogue, Vogue Knitting. Was the sweater for her? No. It was mine. Wow. That's I just. it for me. That's just selfish. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, and, but, so then, like, the loops on my sweater were, it just is a different look. They're just bigger. But because I was using a thicker yarn, it's not like there were holes to see through. Sure, okay. You know? But if I was using a thinner, like, a smaller yarn, then you would see through it, and that would be silly. It would be like cotton chainmail. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Or acrylic chainmail. Or acrylic chainmail, which, you know, might work. Who knows? Might, maybe. Air can't escape, so I assume swords can't get in either. Yeah. You know, they about the same density. There. It's like Mithril. Uh, <laughs> right. 
It's so light. And so, oh, wait, I don't know what Mithril is. What? No. What? 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 I'm an ignoramus. I have no idea you what that is. You don't know anything. I know nothing. I know nothing at all. Uh, this is not a pipe. Uh, so, okay. So we've got the what is it. we got the how is it. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Why knit? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have machines that can do it for us. Mm-hmm. Why grab needles and hurt your fingers to do it yourself? I do get calluses. On my what, what's what? Why? What makes it worth it? I find it's quite rewarding to make your own things. Um, it also gives me something to do while I binge watch my favorite shows. So you can't just binge watch. You can't just watch the show. I have a hard time sitting you. still. Okay. Yeah, I like to do something with my hands. And I so, don't often have... I don't always have to look at my hands while I knit. I just need something to do while I'm sitting. So would you say that knitting is good for fidgeters? It's a good... Yes. It's great. Okay, it's so great it's like a fidget fidgeters. spinner, but productive. But productive. Great. Okay. Exactly. Cool. I don't know what a fidget spinner is. I just no, heard that term. strange. Uh, um, and, and I started knitting... I don't know if this actually answers your question at all or Probably if I'm not. just giving you information for fun. I started knitting when I was 11 because I saw um, in the back of an American Girl doll catalog there was like a learn how to knit kit and I So now now it. see now we have a whole new avenue that's opened up cuz now you have to tell me what an American Girl doll American Girl doll is is a, is a doll that That is an American girl? That is an American girl. They're usually historical. From various historical periods. So, like Rosa Parks. Um, no, they're they're fictional girls but, from actual historical periods. Like okay. Molly McIntyre is a girl from World War Two. But I know her. She's not fictional. I went to high school with Molly McIntyre. I didn't go to. I'm just. I'm just making your life difficult. I'm sorry. Um, so they have a magazine. So they they have a catalog that you can you can order. These dolls out of, and there's like advertisements in the back and whatnot. And one of them was for a learning how to knit kit. And I was like, that seems really cool. Because I was that's really. That's better than the dolls that are in this magazine. So I'm going to. Well, I also had a doll. Oh, well, okay. All right. Um, Just everything I said is I wrong. Like, that's I really fine. like old timey. I have an old soul. I like old timey, old fashioned things. And 1700s, 1500s, Middle Ages, Dark Ages, where just all of it. All of it. As long as it's not today. Yep. You like it. Yep. Um, but also, today will someday be yesterday. Whoa. Whoa. Time travel. (laughs) Um, Metaphysics. (laughs) But so I, I asked, I got it for Christmas and then I couldn't fully understand the instructions that were given in the little kit, which is, like, absurd. I understand, because, <laughs> hey, I couldn't understand the instructions and given And there were, the like, podcast. pictures with it, but I was like, I don't know what I'm looking at. And we have a good family friend who is a, I will call her a master. Um, Wait, are you admitting now that you're not a master? Cause you, I already you told you her said, I said I was an expert, not a master. Okay. Um, right. But my aunt Doris is a master. Master knitter, crocheter, sewer, um, embroiderer, all of the above. So anything that involves putting needles on Any, Like fabrics. all that crafting stuff, yeah. Okay. She's a master. And so um, we went to visit her and I was like, Aunt Doris, I got this thing. I don't know. I don't understand it. And she taught me how to knit. And she also taught me how to crochet, but my... I prefer knitting, and that was, I learned it second, and I have mostly neglected that, and so my skill level is not quite. I would ask you what the difference is, but we'll we'll just do that on another episode. That's another, crocheting is a whole thing of its own, I assume. It's in the same family, but it's different. Um, It uses a hook, one hook instead of two needles. Gotcha, okay. That's the basic. Okay, great. That's everything I need to know. I'm good. I know know Um, what that is now. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah, she taught me how to knit, and I've been knitting since I was 11. Okay. I mean, so that's why you knit. Yes. That's not why, you know. Oh, why everyone should yeah, knit? Yeah, why, why knit? Um, so, like, what, what comes of knitting? What, 
Well, actually, here, this is, this is a perfectly fine question. What can you knit? You can knit anything you want. <laughs> anything. You can knit stuffed can knit animals. You could knit a house. Would it be functional? No. Okay. So you can't knit anything you, you want. You could knit a, there a, are a limits. blanket for your house to go on the outside. Oh, okay. So, like, if you needed to get, like, termites done if or something, you, wanted, you could if knit. If you wanted your the, house to, yeah. Okay. Just knit the termite tent? Yeah. Okay. Um, you could knit sweaters. Mm-hmm. You can knit blankets, stuffed animals, hats, scarves, gloves, socks, vests, shawls. Um, Did you say gloves? I said gloves. Mittens, um, leg warmers. You can knit... Tablecloths? Tablecloths. You can knit dish, um, like dish towels. Wow. There's okay. a there's a scrubby type of yarn that is really good for um, using like I really instead hope of a it's sponge. Scrubby yarn. It is. Really, it's that's scrubby. What it's called? That's yeah. awesome. I love it. Um, there's oh, there's humans outside. There's, there's people right outside my window. Strange. So um, weird. there's what else? Oh, uh, like a pot holders. Or, or like tea cozies? hot pads. You can knit tea cozies. Awesome. That's, you can that's, knit I'm, I'm purses. So... Um, you can knit... Um, what if I just want to knit geometric shapes? You can do that. Great. Um, For no reason. Yep. You can knit um, like record, record sleeves. I thought you were going to say records. And I was like, I don't know that those would... Function. Record sleeves. No, I have I have a book called Funky Knits, and it's like a lot of weird stuff. Like you can knit a little, I think in the, it might be like a little cactus. Okay. Like a pretend cactus. Yeah, and if you use the scrubby yarn, then uh, then it'll then have it'll have points and stuff. Yeah, that's a great um, idea. Mm-hmm. That's a good gift for your friends. Here, this will hurt you. Exactly. It's good. You can knit. Um, Little like decorative embellishments for things, like little flowers for your hair. Okay. Um, because you should have one of those. Yeah, definitely. With all the hair that I have, I yes. I need. I could use a large flower just to cover up the fact <laughs> that there isn't hair. It's, it's a hat. It's just a hat. It's a flower hat. Um, could you knit a flower hat? Yeah. Amazing. So, I kind of alluded of alluded to this already, but. Uh, Presumably, you can give these things as gifts. Absolutely, that's you keep what I them do all for the yourself. Uh-huh. Uh, you can donate them to charity. Yes. Yeah. So, so there are a lot of things that you can do with your knitting afterwards. Yes. Do uh, Do you sell any of your knitting? Um, I have like a couple of times, but I find go on Etsy. Yeah, like over, I, I like have charge, a little Etsy shop. Like fifty dollars for a thing that should cost ten. Except it's been handmade. See, my dad... Okay, this is something. My dad gets on me all the time because I like to make things just for the sake of making them and then I'll give them to someone to be like, this had a purpose. Um, And so I... One of the things I like to do, I like to make blankets for my friends who are getting married. And it takes like two months and it's like... Two months straight. Like no sleep. No no sleep. No, I just like... Because I do other things. Like, I'm sure if I was sitting down and doing nothing else, then I could probably do it in, like, a couple of weeks, maybe a month. Yeah, just get through all of but, Buffy, and by the end of it, you'll have you'll have a blanket. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. But, um, like, you know, because I do other things, it takes me longer. And, um, and my dad is like, Tina, this blanket should cost $1,000 with the amount of time that you are putting into it. If you want to get paid like this much per hour and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, but no one's going to buy a blanket for $1,000. Right. So... Yeah, that's fair. Um, I wouldn't. Yeah. I don't care if it's handmade. Uh, there there are blankets that, you know, I can, go to, I can go to Marshall's and get a blanket for 10 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would get that. Exactly. Um, so, so it's like, a labor of love. It is definitely a labor of love. Um, and I like have an Etsy shop, but I don't keep up with it because it's just like too much. You kind of have to figure out like, well, what do people want to buy mm-hmm. and how much are they willing to pay for it? Mm-hmm. And how many of these things do I need to make so that I have enough in supply in case people order them and blah, blah, blah. 
Now, I don't, I don't know anything about Etsy, but it seems to me that people are willing to pay way too much money for things on Etsy. Probably. Kind of just because it's on Etsy. Probably. Like, like I, I've... Uh, I, I've accidentally seen people on Etsy. I've never used it because, you know, no. how, how, if I used it, I would have to know about it. So, uh, back to metaphysics. Uh, but I, I've seen stuff on Etsy before mm-hmm. that's like, look, I made a plate shaped like a penguin and it's a plate that's shaped like a poop with a beak, you know, like it doesn't really look like a oh, penguin. I was going to say, I would love and, a plate shaped like a penguin. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, a plate, a penguin shaped plate would be really cute. But it doesn't actually look that much like a penguin, and they're like, it's 30 bucks, and people are, are I assume, are buying it, you know? (laughs) The other thing is, so there's one option where you could, like, have stock of, like, all the things you've made. Chicken stock. And put that on Etsy, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then hope that people buy the things that you've made. Or have... Like, things that you have made before on Etsy and then, like, have a made-to-order, you know? But then it's like, oh, someone ordered this thing. Now I have to go make it sure, for two yeah. weeks. What if ten people ordered a blanket all at the same time? That's then the they next... would not be getting it anytime yeah, soon. That's the next 20 months of your life. The next two years will be dedicated to making blankets for those people. And no one's going to order a blanket in the meantime? Like, that doesn't seem... Yeah. You'd have to start a, a company and hire other other knitters and eventually just go to machines. And then you'd be corporate and then what would be and the point? Then, exactly. You know, then exactly. you'd be selling your blankets and Marshalls for $10. Right. Which is why I just make them as gifts for people. Um, I make blankets for my friends who are getting married. My sister just had a baby, and so I made my nephew um, a baseball blanket. That one was actually crocheted. But um, I made him a baseball blanket, and I made him a bunch of little hats and mittens and little booties for his feet. And then uh, my best friend's mom sent me this link about the what is it like american red heart it's like for like heart heart disease awareness that's that's actually like beneficial to the world i was really hoping you were going to tell me there was like some american knitting competition oh no no no. it's it's um like certain participating hospitals in the month of february except donated like little tiny red hats for babies that's adorable and so i made like three of those and sent them to the hospital here in Portland. And they didn't pay you? <laughs> no, it's donated. They sent me a card, though. They're like, thanks so oh, much. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, it was really cute. Um, so that's something I definitely want to keep doing. Um, and I've made... What do I usually give away? Oh, when I was in college is when I found a book on how to make sock monkeys. Mm-hmm. And so I made a sock monkey for myself just to see if I could do it. And then I did. So I made one for my sister for her birthday. And then that year in college, I was moving into a suite with three other roommates. So I found out what all of our favorite colors were. And I made, like, a sock monkey for each of us. You know who's really into sock monkeys? Singer-songwriter Andrew Bird. <laughs> I don't know why you need to know that. Who is Andrew? He's, he's a singer-songwriter. What I'll, has he I'll, done? I'll play some of his music for you someday. Okay. And you should send him a sock monkey, because he'd love it. He, oh. he likes them. All right. I made a little sock monkey for my nephew. Um, and... You know your nephew's going to grow. Yeah. And then he's going to have a sock monkey that's too small for him. But, well, I mean, it's not, like, that much smaller. So, like, my sock monkey... Uh, podcast, they're not going to know what this is. <laughs> it's this big. It's this big. And so, okay, in my book of sock monkeys, there's, like... You're the like the classic sock monkey that's like whatever size, but then there's also like they have like different kinds like secretary sock monkey, punk rocker sock monkey, cowboy sock monkey, ballerina sock monkey, which are all couldn't the you same just call size. couldn't you just call the punk rocker one punk sock monkey? Punk? <laughs> no, maybe too much of a stretch. Um, and then but they also have like baby sock monkey, which isn't actually like that much smaller, but it looks different um so it is a little bit shorter and the head and body shape and arm length are more just babyish more babyish yeah. um 
but it, it looks a lot cuter and is a lot less, um, I don't know, just like... Terrifying? Well, I'm, I'm just, just thinking kidding. like... Sock monkeys aren't terrifying. They're cute. Actually, I have thought about... <laughs> if you make Halloween sock monkeys, I want one. Okay. Um, no, I thought about like, because all of the sock monkeys I've made and like some of them I've gotten button eyes and the button eyes make them like even creepier than just like embroidering eyes. And I've been like, Stephen Moffat should make an yes. episode of Doctor Who yeah. where the monster of the week is the sock monkeys. Stephen Moffat, if you ever listen to this, I expect royalties from this idea. I expect you to listen to this podcast. And I expect to be in your episode. I'm an actress. My name is Tina Mascaro. I'm five foot one. <laughs> All right. I feel like we've got a little off topic here. Uh, <laughs> but, um, what was I talking about? Uh, sock monkeys. Sock monkeys. So, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push us on to, uh, to who, who, who knits? I imagine, I, I imagine a bunch, well, yeah, thank you, <laughs> clearly that's why you're here, but I imagine, you know, knitting is a thing that grandmas do, and, Sometimes. you know, you know, old gray-haired women in retirement homes, but clearly it's not limited to that, because here you are, here you are not a gray-haired lady, nor do you live in a retirement home. I am 24 and a half years old. That's not very old. I'm far older than that. I started when I was 11. Yeah. So so knitting is for kids. Knitting is for everyone. Um, we should write a musical. Knitting is for everyone. We'll uh we'll call it Oh no, I forgot the name of it already. The 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 certain the certain kind of yarn, the spiky scrubby. Scrubby, the scrubby yarn. We'll call it Scrubby Yarn, the musical. So anybody, Kn- anybody, anybody, anyone, anyone can knit, just like in Ratatouille. Anyone Men, can cook. Women, children, teens, yeah. young, adults, young adults, adults, the elderly, all people. All people. There are no limits on knitting. No. What if you don't have hands? That might be a little more difficult. Okay, so there are some limits. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry to people who don't have hands. Uh, but if you don't have hands... I wonder if you could figure out how to do it with your feet. Yeah, I was, well, yeah. I was going to say, if you don't have hands and you know how to knit, can you please, like, send a video to us at shootusshit at gmail.com? Because uh, uh, that's awesome. Like, that would be I would be amazed to see that, and I'll put it up on a website or Facebook or something and, and show people how, how you can do that. Uh, so you mentioned that you knit... While you binge watch television. Oh, yeah. It's sort of an extra thing to do. Yep. Are there other times when you find yourself knitting regularly? Mm. Or any places in particular that you like to knit? On the couch. In front of the TV. So, cool. So, that's like your That's your kind of my zone. thing. Um, sometimes I'll turn on music if I feel like I've been watching too much TV. Or, um, where else do I knit? Oh, um, when we did Scarlet at Portland Playhouse, I spent a lot of time backstage in Act 2, and I brought my knitting bag and started knitting a sock monkey for my best friend, Catherine. Awesome. Um, So you can knit at work. You can knit at work. If you have nothing better to do. I used to knit, um, when I was in college, and I was a music major in college, for those of you who don't know me, which is everyone listening to this podcast. So not a knitting major. Not a knitting major. as a music major. But that doesn't mean that you're any less skilled at knitting. But I would bring my knitting stuff with me to the building where all my classes were, and I would knit between classes. Um, if we had to go to someone's like recital and listen to their recital... I would sometimes bring my knitting stuff into the recital and knit during the concert. And the clacking didn't bother anybody? Um, the If I had metal needles, the clacking did bother people, and I stopped doing that. Oh, my God. That but, was like a bolt of information. How did I know needles. the knitting causes clacking? I, I don't oh, know. Oh, no. That. What? What? Amazing. The, I must have intuited that because you're hitting two needles yes, together. Yes. Yeah, I've never seen anyone But knit the bamboo before. needles are actually a lot quieter. Oh, okay. And they're nice, they're, um, fun fact, it's probably not that fun actually. What if you made knitting needles, you knit some knitting needles so that they're made of soft 
you know, yarn, and then you could use those to knit, and it wouldn't make any sound at all. Sorry, fun fact. Go ahead. I don't know how that would work. Um, bamboo needles are more expensive than metal needles because they're, like, nicer and fancier and, and whatnot. But there's another level that, and this brand, oh, shoot, what are they made out of? They're made out of, like... So you can, like, ascend... The knitting needle lace. Yeah, I think they're made out of, like, mahogany or something. Oh I don't goodness. know. They're, like, a fancy actual, like, like wood that, and it's, like, a nice pretty dark wood, and the little nubs on the bottom is, like, like fancy looking, and they look like magic wands. Awesome. And I want <gasps> those. You could knit with magic wands. You could. You could totally do that. You could go get a wand well, at Harry Potter Land and knit with it. It depends on how fancy it is because, like, you know, like the Elder Wand has things you don't know because uh, you don't know anything. No, I don't know what the Elder Wand but is. The, I've never read that. What, no. What is it? The Mary, Mary Jotter? What's his, what's his what? name? What? Um, but, so, like, like, the Elder Wand has those little, like, balls in the middle. That would get in the way. That's, that's not sure. the most ideal yeah. wand to knit yeah. with. But something more like, um, I don't know, I think Harry's first wand was pretty basic looking. Yeah. And something more like that Sure. you could do. Or if, if the embellishment it has is like on the end, not more towards the tip, or if it's not like a weird crooked wand. Um, so we're in essence encouraging people to go, like think outside the box. If you want to sit down and knit, don't just do the basic thing. Everyone does the basic thing. Think outside the box a little. Use use magic wands instead use of knitting needles. Use magic wands. Go into nature. Find some sticks and whittle them down right. to knitting needles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And while you're there, you know, maybe maybe pick some cotton and, and weave your yeah. own yarn. You have, to, you have to spin it. Spin your own yarn. You know, like on a... Um... Like Rumpelstiltskin, yeah, yeah. spinning wheel, or, or like, Sleeping, like Sleeping Beauty. Beauty. Yeah, but don't fall asleep for a hundred years. Don't fall asleep. Don't break your finger on the spinning wheel. Just spin the cotton into yarn. Right. Actually, cotton yarn is really expensive. And it's not the softest. More, what's the least expensive yarn? Acrylic. Okay. And then... And then but like, if you want to be able to wear it, then you need to get like a wool blend or... Um, I guess you could get cotton, but it's... I've looked at a few different balls of cotton yarn, and they're like... I don't think they're the most ideal for the projects that I want to do. But, um... There's this one sweater that I want to make so badly, and the pattern recommends mercerized merino wool, which... Mercerized... For those who can't see, I just, like, blinked 20 times and shook my head a whole bunch, because that sounds... Yeah. Uh, so I looked intense. it up because it's like $9 a ball, which is insane. I usually pay like $3 okay. a ball. I was going to say, I have no basis. For yeah, it. I usually get like the cheapo acrylic yarn, which is $3. But this Mercerized Merino wool is 9 And it's like really nice. Um, mercerized means that once they like spin it into yarn they do this like burning technique to get all the scratchy hairs off of it so that it's soft mm. um and merino is just like the type of wool i think the type of sheet that it comes from so it's like the nicest softest yarn that they have done stuff to it to make sure it's not too itchy for you wow okay it's like really high quality so that would not wool. be the worsted yarn oh no it's it comes in that size because it's the nicest. Oh, I get it's it. It's the nicest I get it. yarn, it's so not it's not the, the worst. But it would, it, that is the size that it comes in. Um, and I have also made myself a sweater from non-mercerized wool, and it's so scratchy. Yeah, I can, I can imagine. I don't know, but I can imagine. It's so scratchy. All right, well, you know, I think I got a lot of information. Is there anything that I missed? Any crucial things about knitting that you're like, you must know this? Mm. Fascinating tidbits. Make sure you do your research about yarn before you buy it for a project. Like, like don't so use acrylic yarn to knit a sweater. Knitting, folks, knitting is not an impulse thing. You can't just be like, ooh, I spontaneously want to knit something. I'm just going to go, you got to, you got to research. You got to learn how to knit before you 
before you jump into knitting. Or YouTube is also an invaluable resource. There are lots of tutorial videos on YouTube. Um, I definitely go there a lot if I like forget, um, you know, a, a certain type of stitch or, um, oh, we didn't even get into different types of stitches. Oh my goodness. I feel like that's important because that, that kind of makes up, you know, knitting. Well, but it's really just like, cause All it's right. going to be hard lightning to, round. Here we go. It's going to be hard to describe. What are the different types of stitches? How many? You can knit, you can purl, you can increase, decrease, um, like slip stitch. That's five. We got five. We got, there's five different types of, of, of stitches. At least. At least. And then, and then more, uh, that, that we won't name right now, but, uh, I've, I've heard this word, this word purl before. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to me about purl? It's Why is it not called purling? Why is it knitting when you can also... Well, no, like, knitting is the whole thing. Yeah. But the, the basic stitch is knit, a knit stitch. Okay. And purl is, like, a backwards knit. Okay. So that when you purl, it comes out looking like the backside of when you knit. Hmm. I see. Okay. See, this is good information. Yeah. I had no idea what purling was. I knew the word. That's it. All right. Well, hey, maybe we'll do a part two and I'll learn about what the... We could just talk about stitches. I could do an episode about stitches. stitches. And we'll talk about surgical stitches. Good. Because I'm sure you know a lot about those. So and then we'll talk about knitting stitches as well. Uh, and then we'll talk about really funny jokes that leave you in stitches. In stitches. Uh, but until then, thank you for being on the show today. Thank You're you welcome. for teaching me a little bit about knitting. Uh, now I know more than I did before. Yes, you do. Bye, everybody. So long. This has been Ignoramus with Matt Caporal. With and Tina Mascaro, because she's taken over my show once again. I just want to do Doing my that. outro for me. Do you want to do the sign off? The sign off is now I know more than I did before, but you're not the Ignoramus. I know much more. Na 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 na.